Welcome to Greater Good Radio. This is Darren Kimura. I'm your guest host today, where we are doing a Greater Good Radio special. Today, we turn the mics on Evan and Carrie and welcome them to the show. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Well, last year in 2006 time frame, we did a very similar show. Uh, this was right after your 100 show. How many shows are you up to today, Evan? <laughs> 150-something, I, I think. And about how long, Carrie, has the show now been on the air? About a little over a year and a half. Okay. So, so to set the baseline, back last year when we did this show, Evan, you were doing Bubble Tea Supply. You were spending about 60 hours a week on Greater Good Radio. Uh, you were doing your MBA program at UH, and you were also doing the Pacific Century Fellows program. What are you now doing today? What's your time like today? I am done with the Executive MBA, also finished with Pacific Century Fellows. So we're probably spending about, well, or I am probably spending about 50-ish hours on Greater Good related type stuff per week, I would think. And then the rest of the time would be uh, community organizations and so on. Okay. Hey, Carrie, last year when we did this show, you were teaching. You were working most of your time on bubble tea supply and about 10 hours on greater good related activities. What's your life like today? I compartmentalize my day usually. So I can't really give you like an average of hours. It just kind of depends on the day. But I do run bubble tea supply on my own. I spend a lot of time preparing and doing any post-production for greater good. In addition, I've gotten heavily involved in different community organizations, and I just joined the board of the Women's Fund. And, you know, we have our two children running a balancing act in the household with that. And I do spend my mornings teaching at Queen Kaahumanu Elementary. Well, Evan, sounds like you got less busy and Carrie got busier. Right, right. So that's how we get things done, right? Okay. I, well, I do one thing, she does everything else. Well, that works. Apparently, um, last year we were, you were only doing podcasts, and you were up to about a hundred shows at that time. What's your and I believe you were doing somewhere around a hundred thousand downloads a month at that time. More than that, possibly, Evan. Way lower. Way lower than that. Thirty. Probably about fifteen ish. I think it's about fifteen ish twenty. Now we're at about probably thirty something, or so thirty something thousand per month. Uh, maybe about a hundred thousand page views and. I don't know. Everything has been going up, though. I haven't checked that stuff lately. I've been mostly working on this and the book. I believe it was 27 countries at the time as well. Oh, well, we're at like 101, 103, somewhere around there for that. So people are now listening to the show more. There's a lot more hits, and you're covering more countries, and that's a big plus. Well, our reach is bigger because we're on. We're still on the radio, and we have a pretty dedicated audience for that. We've got the websites up now, greatergoodradio.com. So the the reach and Star Bulletin is now a half-page section in Saturday. So the reach is much greater. In the world of rock and roll, shake, rattle, and roll is a good thing. But when it comes to safely moving your household possessions, a harmonious concerto is the best performance. M. Dyer & Sons will help orchestrate your move to a new home. Your belongings will be packed and moved with care and professionalism. Call 456-4200 for a quote. Moving to a new home is a good thing with M. Dyer & Sons, your Kama Aina Movers. How will your business save time and money by more effectively managing finances? <laughs> 
Welcome to the Money Minute from Central Pacific Bank. Today we're talking with Gail Ige Young, Vice President of Cash Management. Gail, what have you got for businesses that want to save time and money on their bank deposits? It's called Remote Deposit Central, a new service in Hawaii exclusively from Central Pacific Bank. And how does it work? The Remote Deposit Central check scanner connects to the internet from a PC in your office. You simply place a check in the scanner and it will transmit your deposit directly to your Central Pacific Bank account fast, easily, and securely. And that allows businesses to save time and money? Well, now you don't have to rush to make that deposit before closing. And by making deposits quicker, your business will earn interest on your deposited funds sooner. Plus, the software automatically saves and stores your deposit records, which is a great time saver for your staff. Thanks, Gail. Today's Money Minute is brought to you by Central Pacific Bank, where you'll always find bankers that are fiercely loyal to your business. Central Pacific Bank, member FDIC. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide in November and at greatergoodbooks.com. This is Rebecca Parker, President and Chief Executive Officer of M. Dyer & Sons. Why should people listen to Greater Good Radio? It is about business in Hawaii and business making a difference. People can make a difference, businesses don't. So it's impressing on those leaders that are coming up or those leaders that are here today that you can, through your position, help empower your employees and the community to make a difference. And I think that's really important. So you have a project called Greater Good, the book. Uh, what exactly is this project, and where does it stand now, Evan? Okay, so the book that we have coming out is a compilation of stories that have emerged during the interviews. And what we noticed is that from the successful people and high achievers that have come onto our show, different themes continually pop up over and over and over again, but in different ways. So one person may talk about passion and their experience with it, while another person may have a whole different story and, and their take on it, but the theme of passion doesn't ever change. So what we looked at was, what are the major foundational themes that are popping out of all of these interviews? You know, 150 interviews, what are the major themes that are coming out of this that most of these people are sharing and will be, you know, critical to people's success? So we narrowed it down to seven primary themes, and we pull stories out of the um, interviews as well as various quotes and then we have kind of a little fun and interesting piece that we put with the quotes so what you'll see when it's done when we launch this thing somewhere toward the end of the year is going to be a 200 some odd page book that basically by the time you're done with it you should have a really good idea on what the foundations of success are so now that you've got this empire developed, you've got the podcast, you've got the radio, you've got newspapers, you've got television, you've got a book coming out. What kind of accomplishments, what kind of achievements have you had? What kind of awards have you amassed over the past year? I know, for example, you were the recipient of the SBA Award for Media, I believe it is. Jo Kevin. Journalist Award, yes. And Evan's also been recognized as Hawaii Pacific University's Young Alumni I think for us, it's not necessarily really about the awards. I think what's been most rewarding for the experience is getting the opportunity to learn from the leaders, 
and share the message with others who have that hunger to be better and to make a difference in the community. And also to have people write in to us, whether it's email or by letter, to just say what they learned from listening to the podcast and how they're implementing the messages or the lessons learned to their life. So let's talk a little bit about Greater Good over the past year, particularly now that you've gotten some traction. You've been able to get really some of the biggest names in Hawaii. Uh, some of the names that come to mind include June Jones, Konishki, uh, Mike May, uh, Alan Doan, for example, Danny Noy. You know, what are your favorite moments over the past year and a half? And I'll, maybe I'll go towards each of you. Evan, why don't you start? Favorite moment? I think my favorite moments in general are just whatever. What are you doing? What is your problem? Because I'm going to guess what you're going to say. <laughs> my spending favorite it moments, with my wife. Exactly. That's, exact, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's watching my wife grow through this process. I think that's my favorite moment. I mean, also watching her ask like four questions at once. <laughs> and the guest going, <laughs> and then what? Answering it, the <laughs> <laughs> Carrie, but I think that's best um, for me. Yeah. Carrie, same question for you then. Uh, your favorite moment through the history of the greater good, the greater good you know, empire. What I've really enjoyed is speaking with other businesswomen because I don't have a wide circle of influence of people that are in business that are females. So the few females that we did have, um, that we had the chance to interview, I think our listeners have had the opportunity to hear the questions, I guess, that I'm wondering, because I don't really have someone to um, ask these female questions to. For example, how do they balance their life with family, um, being the main caregiver and nurturer for their, their husband as well as their children, balance community service, and um, run a business at the same time and then still have enough time to balance um, time for themselves. I mean, I have a few people that I can list, but it's pretty much been a lot of the females. And early on, it was um, Christine Camp Breedman, who she, she was one of our uh, few first interviews. And one of the things that she brought attention to for me was, you know, it's not about whether you're male or female, but just having the confidence to do your job and do what you do. And that really kind of opened my eyes to think it's not age, it's not size, it's not, you know, sex. It's just about who you are, the skills and the talents and abilities that you have. And, um, you know, Vicky Cayetano, when we interviewed her on television, one message that she also shared was it's not always having to go to these extracurricular things after work because you are a mother and that is your first job is to be a mother. And that really struck home because for a long time I thought, well, you know, I do want to be a successful businesswoman. And so I had to somehow sacrifice time with the kids. But she said, no, you have to be a mother first. Those extra things can wait. And then as the children get older, you'll realize that you can get more involved. So I thought, that's how I've been actually making some of the decisions in regards to going out at night. And it's okay, f you know, I feel okay with Evan doing that. He enjoys it. I don't mind him, you know, spending that time in the evening going and doing that. But for me, I, I really enjoy my time with my kids. And so I know that it's okay because she said it's okay. Well, that's, that's, that's great. I mean, I think that's exactly the, the goal of, of this program. Is What about some funny moments, maybe collectively? What is your, your favorite funny moment on the show? Something, a comment that one of your guests said or something that happened in studio that you'd like to share with us? It, it, everyone's usually just laughing at me <laughs> because 
don't say like totally off the wall things or you know lack of sleep sometimes you're not really paying attention to what you should do or say correctly <laughs> i don't know that's for me i feel like everyone's always well, laughing when the mic popped out the other day that was kind of funny just you know mechanical things. yeah like the they're getting person was getting to their story and then the microphone over here just popped out and, and flew in the air that's kind of funny <laughs> Well, Evan, let me ask you then, uh, share with us a touching moment that you've had on the show. You know, when you had a guest who was sharing a story and maybe just broke down. Or maybe you just broke down. <laughs> <laughs> I break down every day, Darren. Um, I, think, I think one moment like that is when June Jones was talking about making the move from San Diego to Hawaii, talking about how faith um, played a big role in that, and then he started tearing up. I didn't know if I was supposed to hug him or what. One moment that I appreciated um, was when we interviewed Robin Campagnano, and he was so candid and so open and honest to share with us. He said that one thing that he had a difficult time doing was balancing his family and his work. And he had, he had shared a story about a time when he had come home from a long trip and he had been going on several trips. Um, his wife said, don't come in the garage yet, and um, the kids have something to show you. And the, what happened was the two children rode out of the garage on two-wheel bikes. And, and he was like, wow, when did that happen? When did they learn, who did they learn to do that from? And she explained that they had been at the park, and the custodian had taken the training wheels off for them and had teach, taught the children how to do this. And he, it really... Um, put things into perspective in regards to priorities and what he was doing. And he was supposed to go on another trip um, the following day, but he did cancel his trip to spend more time with his family. And the reason that really touched me is because, you know, we haven't necessarily aired it for a lot of the gentlemen, but a lot of them did mention that they sacrificed their time with their family to get where they are today. And, you know, some of them are making up time with their family now, which is really great. But, for me, that was really nice for him to just share that because it's a message for the generation coming up that, you know, you really need to make the time and figure out what your priorities are. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide in November and at greatergoodbooks.com. Hawaii's best sports fans are going to the Hukilau. Hukilau Restaurant and Sports Bar with five big screen TVs, onopupu, and friendly service is the perfect setting to catch the hottest games of the season. Whether it's football, basketball, baseball, or volleyball, check out the Hukilau in the lobby level of the Executive Center Hotel in downtown Honolulu and enjoy complimentary pupu as you watch live University of Hawaii games. Also, enjoy Hukilau specialties and drinks at the Aloha Tailgate Party at Aloha Stadium before every UH home football game. See you at the Hukilau. You've never watched television like this. Introducing Sony's new XBR Bravia TV. 
You feel like you're on the field, in a movie, or living the drama. Bravia's advanced, full digital, HD video processing and live color creation backlight system gives you cutting-edge resolution and a powerful performance right in your living room. The Sony XBR Bravia, the only way to watch HD. Your life demands the best Sony like no other. Visit a Sony Hawaii retailer to find out more. Have you picked up a copy of Hawaii's hottest business lifestyle magazine? Whether you're a working professional, a young entrepreneur, a college student, a CEO, or a club hopper, Pacific Edge Magazine has what you need to know about what's hot in Hawaii. Pacific Edge Magazine features the latest trends in business, culture, lifestyle, and art. The magazine spotlights young business professionals who have unique stories to share. Don't have a copy of Pacific Edge Magazine? Pick one up at Borders or Barnes and Nobles, or visit us online at thepacificedge.com. This is Susan Page, founder of Susan Page's Modeling School and Agency, writer for Midweek, and vice president of Coffee Enterprises Inc. Why should people listen to Greater Good Radio? Well, it sounds like you're focusing on positive stories, and so, my goodness, you know, everywhere we turn in our media, we have a negative. I mean. The, the mainstream media, the media that we radio and, and everywhere where we turn on, we only hear the bad news. So, I mean, it's fantastic. We need to hear good, hopeful stories, stories that will inspire us rather than stories that make us sad or make us feel you know, sorry about what we're doing in the United States, which is really so wrong. We are doing amazing things, generous, wonderful things in our country. And all across our world, we give back and give to, and uh, also just all the innovation we have in our country. We should be so proud of being Americans, and that's what you promote on this show. So we're very, very happy that you're doing this show. You know, Evan, what about an unusual or unexpected moment on the show when someone maybe said something that you completely didn't expect to hear uh, and you just kind of said, whoa. One unexpected moment was when we were interviewing Barry Weinman for the second time and we asked him something about a challenge or growing up or something. And he said, he said, well, I, I grew up in a gang and I, he raised his wrist and he goes, look, I have scars on my wrist and this is from a knife fight and I almost died. And my father pulled me aside after I got out of the hospital and he said, you know what, son, if you don't uh, shape up, you are going to die really early. And he said that really had an impact on him. And then he became a good student and then a great student, ended up going to London School of Economics. But, you know, if you look at his bio, it looks like somebody that was born with a silver spoon that had everything made and handed to them. And then when you realize when he's telling you this kind of stuff, it's like, holy smoke, this guy's had some pretty tough times to get to where he's at. That was one of the surprising moments for me. Yeah, I remember that show. That was um, very shocking and yet yeah. very telling. And that, I think, is one of the value points about this show is that a lot of times people see people you know, for what they're doing now, but we never you know, understand where they came from. And I think that's what you guys bring to, to us. You know, they all have great advice. Um, one message that they continuously say is to never give up. And it's true. You know, a lot of times we can um, get caught up in the failures that have happened in our life and kind of just get bummed by that. But uh, all of the um, people who have succeeded and that we've had the chance to interview, so far it said 
never give up. Just learn from those trials, tribulations, and also failures. Because when you do succeed, it's going to be because of all those lessons that you learned. Evan, same question. You know, what's the best message that you've gained, and who was it delivered by? I think the best message, or the one that's the mo that hit home the most, was probably the message that Dwayne Carisu had given me initially, which is to utilize your business or your time and so on to help the community, because that's been the crux of a lot of what we've been doing, and you know, kind of a turning point in terms of how we think about things. So, I think you go all the way back, and I think that would be probably the most. Meaningful one to me. What's the most popular show that you have? The one that people keep talking about and go, "Hey, I remember that show from so and so." Wow, that was really something. Without a doubt, Darren Kimura. You know that was a good show. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, there must be one show that you know. I don't know. I looked on the most popular on the website recently, and Darren Kimura was up there in the top six. So well, either you're listening to it a lot yourself, or someone's <laughs> listening because I think was the up top there. one on that list though is probably still Dwayne, right? Probably Dwayne. Yeah. I think he's been the top on that for years now, a year and a half. The mm -hmm. continuous top ones were like Alan Wong, Dwayne Carisu, Tiffany Tanaka from We Sell Things from You. I think Patrick Sullivan was up there. Yeah, it kind of switches in and yeah, out. Yeah, some of them rotate. Dwayne has always been up there. Mm -hmm. What do you think that is? I think a lot of it is because you one, he's always number one, and then two, that there's nothing on him. Period. Right, so a lot of the guests that we have that come on do not go on media. You know, that's why the whole the Senator Noise show was such a a big thing was because it's almost impossible to get them. So, and that actually leads right into my next question: Who are the ungettables that you want but have not yet had on the show? We're working on Brock. I really want Steve Case. For some reason, we have not been able to get in touch with him yet. Founder of eBay, working on. Actually, I don't know if I want to see all these because they're going to know what's coming. Yeah. Well, the oh, ones that we've had on that、um, were really exciting for us because we didn't know that we weren't sure if they would agree to do it. But that would be like doing Kurisu, Konishki, because he's rarely in Hawaii, and we had the opportunity to go to his home in Maui to do that interview. Senator Inouye was extremely hard. That one took about a year and a half of constant、um, negotiation. And having people call on our behalf and so on and so forth, I think it's just a time constraint, and you know that's it's a hard thing. But oh, you asked us what our wish list was, right? Yeah, yeah, the ungettables. Who who do you want to get? Barack Obama is one that we'd like to get. Jay Scheidler is another one. Founder of eBay, Steve Case. I think eventually Jack Johnson. Oh yeah, Jack Johnson. Oprah Winfrey. Oh yeah, Oprah. She's been on the list. I think I'd like to have Bill Clinton. He's kind of interesting. There's several, a lot of the national figures, but we know that we'll eventually get there. And at this time, I think it's really putting、um, Hawaii on the map in regards to featuring and highlighting the leaders right now in Hawaii. Right. I think the majority of what we're trying to do is highlight people that are doing things in Hawaii, whether or not they're from Hawaii, but they're doing business here or they're a part of the community of some sort, and highlight that because there's been a long period of time. Where we like to import in knowledge and then export out our cash. So you know, you bring somebody in from 300 miles away; they're now the expert, and we got to listen to them or whatever. But Hawaii people have a lot to offer. So I think that's really what we're trying to do, especially with the book and with this show and so on, is to highlight the talent that comes out of here and show other people that there are different ways of doing things. Well, that was that was it for the Greater Good retrospective portion. 
Maybe it's for that first cup of coffee. Maybe it's for the thrill of being there. Maybe it's for the weekend or because you just can't imagine doing anything else. Maybe it's for your kids, your parents, or maybe it's just for you. Whatever you're working for, Monster works for you. And now Monster works together with the Honolulu Star Bulletin and Midweek, which means you'll find more of the kinds of jobs you want right where you want them. Go to starclassifieds.monster.com, post your resume, and find the job that's right for you. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide in November and at greatergoodbooks.com. This is U.S. Congressman Neil Abercrombie. Why should people listen to Greater Good Radio? It's like things that I say about ritual. I'm very partial to rituals. And people say, why do you go to all these ceremonies? Don't you get tired of going to all these ceremonial uh, type uh, activities? Uh, Or even like going to the scholars program. Gosh, you do stuff like that every day. Don't you get bored with it? And I said, no, no, because ritual is the great conserver of values. And so a show like this where you get a chance to talk to people, go over their experience, what can happen if if you allow it to is that you can relate your own experiences then uh, to what I'm talking about or what other people might be talking about to see whether they can enrich your experience and give you not just inspiration but give you a perspective that lets you know, hey, I'm not the only one thinking these things Uh, or that's an ambition that I have and I guess maybe I'm not so alone in all of that or maybe I'm not so crazy to be thinking that way other people have done it other people are doing it and uh, it uh, it serves then as an opportunity for people to realize there's a community of thought there's a community of ambition uh, that uh, has a community content a social vision associated with it and it gives helps give people confidence and uh, and and give them uh, support a sense of support that they might otherwise be a little bit concerned about, that they might feel a little bit lonely or a little bit uh, apart. And this shows that, no, no, there's other folks out there thinking like I am, and, uh, and that can be encouraging. This is Danny Lui, co-founder of Lenovo and chairman of Aposis Ventures. This is Matt Mealy, president and CEO of Techmon Corporation. This is Peter Kay of Titan Key Software. And you are listening to Carrie and Evan, Evan Greater on Greater Good Radio Hawaii. And you're listening to Carrie and Evan on Greater Good Radio Hawaii. I'll jump into just the Q&A because last year what we did was I asked you a series of questions and then I took your answers down. And I wanted to see where you stand one year later having listened to all these great people. And, and see if the answer is consistent. So what I'll do is I'll ask you the same question again and then see your answer, and then I'll tell you what your answer was a year ago. And then I guess after that, we can just kind of go back and forth. Like a game show. Yeah, yeah, let's have some fun here. Um, okay, so first, first question is, Carrie, what, can you tell me what your 10-year plan is today? Okay, we had the opportunity to interview some great people, and one of the things they said is, you know, not to necessarily be your business but to run your business. If you don't have the time to have free time with your family or do take the day off or whatever, you are your business. So what I've come to realize is I'm trying to change the way I am as a business person. And this is a concept that Evan has grasped very easily, but I'm just learning 
um, now, which is to be able to find someone with the same skill as I do and who is um, very talented to be able to take some of the things off of my task list. Um, you know, I think you you can see that I'm I'm very very busy, and it's because I like to be busy and I want to do everything and I want to be involved in everything. But what I'm trying to do right now is take some of those tasks off of my plate, give that to someone else, even though it's going to cost money because it's going to free up my time. I'm going to be a lot more um, effective in what I do, and I want to spend a lot more time in the community. Um, being involved in the Women's Fund, even just even for this short time, I can see how much opportunity it has for um, growth as a person to learn more about the nonprofit sector, um, but also to be able to use some of the knowledge and um, messages that we've gotten from Greater Good. For example, being able to partner private and public partnerships together so that we can take this message further and actually apply it to the community. What you said uh, a year ago was that your 10-year plan was to have a family with three children and serve the community for Greater Good Radio to recruit more people for Bubble Tea Supply to stay and continuing to become a stable company that provides the best product in its field and continuing to earn a stable income so you're comfortable. So obviously you've done a lot of growing this past year. Uh, Same question for you, Evan. What's your 10-year plan? In 10 years, you know, I'm looking at moving into much more commercial real estate as a business, earning income type business, and then for this piece to grow, but I'm not really sure on how it grows because it grows organically. You know, everything that we plan and so on, some of the things hit in terms of metrics or so on, but it morphs into other things, right? So now I'm looking at maybe doing other book pieces on pretty much the theme of leadership or motivation and TV and radio and all this other, these other pieces that we have archived as IP, I'm trying to figure out a way how to broadcast that in the mainland and utilize that um, same content and then generate different revenue streams. So if you take out 10 years out, I think as a deliverable, I would like to be financially independent. You know, you're talking about, I don't know, $10, $20 million or something like that so that you don't necessarily have to worry about that anymore. Um, at that point, she can have as many kids as she wants, but, you know, Because I, I would like possible. seven, really. Um, I limited it to last three. Year, last year as well. But there comes the a end. point, you know, I mean, there comes a point where you got to figure out how that actually works, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I haven't, I'm not, I probably should be more clear on it. But well, actually, I'm happy to tell I'm you not that, that clear on your it. plan is, is pretty much on track. Last year, you said you want to be financially independent and give a bright future for your family. It's also nice to well, hear a short that answer. it was a very short answer last year. It's nice to hear that you have a lot more, uh, a lot more of a concept behind it now. So I think I think that really shows growth as well. See, I know where the end point is. You know, what I mean, in terms of the ten years, I know that financially independent part and so on is always there and seems to seem to move along the horizon farther and farther. But but um, <clears throat> you know the the means of getting there may change, right? I mean, we do this project, we do this business, it grows. Whatever we focus on really hard seems to work. So that and, you know, you have faith and and so on. But I don't know how the dots are going to connect yet. Well, next year when we do this show, it'll be a lot longer of an answer as well with more detail. Yeah, thanks. Well, no, no, but long-winded answer. That's the um, progress you're you're making here. Um, Okay, last year I asked you uh, what were your top values. So, Carrie, what were your top? Va- what are your top values today? 
that definitely has to be my family. So my husband, my children, my parents, my in-laws, and you know my my brother with his um, wife. Family is really what allows us to do what we do. I don't think that we could spend as much time in our work, in our community service, um, even spending time with the kids. We couldn't do that without our family support and without their encouragement. So um, that's, I mean, that's what I revolve my life around. Well, last year you said family, so you also added health and opportunity. Mm. So that's great. That's great to see it's consistent in that regard. Evan, same question for you, your top values? Family, faith, health. Thank you for mentioning that. I almost forgot about that one. Integrity, passion, purpose. Well, that, that'll serve me. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite amazed because uh, almost down the line, you basically have a check mark next to all of them. Faith, family, health, love, money, uh, time hmm. and integrity. So also very consistent in values. That's, that's nice to see. Um, I asked you last year, what is your opinion on young people going into business? Uh, Evan, what do you think? If young people should go into business, I, I think if they're ready to go into business, they should go into business. But, you know, I mean, I had this talk with a friend of mine last night. He's, what is he, just 22 years old. And then he's talking about, oh, I'm, you know, I'm working in a bank and I want to think about, you know, my options and this and that. I'm thinking, <laughs> you've only been out of school for like six months. I mean, it's, you know, oh, it's the big rush. But then I think about myself, and I think, oh, yeah, I was in a big rush, too. And I look at you, and you're in a big rush, too, and a number of the people that we talk to. If they're going to go into business, they better be darn ready to work around the clock and bust their butt and figure out how to make it work. Because if they, if they can't, they're probably better off working for someone else, at least for a while. I think you get, really got to think about that. But if you want to go for it, go for it. And then, you know what, there's only one person that you can really look at and, as whether you made it or not. It's you. Same question to you, Carrie, and I'll read off your answers afterwards. I agree with everything that Evan just said. They have to be ready to put in a lot of sweat equity, and they also have to be ready to risk it all. And I'm not saying, like, be irresponsible with their family financially, but being able to risk what they can. Um, and there's a lot of sacrifices with that, and that also includes family, although, you know, I did mention that family um, is one of my strongest values. But just being able to sacrifice and, you know, risk and take chances, a lot of times people do approach us and say, how do I run a business or what do I do? Should I? Is it my time? It's like, we don't know the answer for you because we're not you. You have to be ready to risk, you know, whatever you put into it. And um, a lot of people are not necessarily ready to place that risk because they say, but what if this happens or what if that happens? then you have to be able to risk it and, you know, come up with plan B, C, F, Z, you know, and just move with it. I think that last part, risk, that's a really good new thing uh, to, to include because risk ultimately at the end of the day is really what it's all about. If you're willing to risk it, uh, then you'll do it. If you're not, then it's all talk and you waste everybody's time. <laughs> um, quite frankly, I mean, last, last year what you said was uh, young people, yeah, it's not a problem for them to go into business. You said go get a mentor. Uh, mm. Carrie, what you said was you have to be willing to work hard. There are many nights that you just get one hour of sleep and you can't get there without a lot of hard work. So I think the two elements are there and you added the element of risk, which I think is very, very appropriate. Let me add two things to that then, since I put go get a mentor, unless this is coming up soon. 
I ask these questions quite a bit on the radio because I want to see what the answers are from the mentors to the mentees. See, people want to say, okay, I want a mentor. I want somebody to spend time with me and show me everything about what's going on. But then they don't look at the flip side of the coin and understand why should the other person spend any time with you whatsoever. I think that when people are looking at things, especially going into business or whatever, they need to really take a look at what do they have to offer as opposed to what can they get out of it because at that point you're going to realize who you can attract and who's going to help you and so on. So get a mentor, yes, but you need to be the type of person that the mentor is going to want to spend time with because if that mentor is any good, they're probably getting hit up by tons of people left and right and people want their time and energy and knowledge and so on. So why are they going to spend time with you? That's where the community service piece comes in. Because if you're doing things and you're a leader over and above just your business or your, your um, money earning or your responsibilities, then it shows that you have some you know, potential and, and so on. So that's one thing about it. The other thing is that if the mentor that you're going to tells you to do something, do it. You know, the thing that totally irritates me is that when somebody comes and asks me for something and we go and let's say they go, oh, I want to meet somebody. So I say, okay, well, whatever. Make the intro. And then they don't call. That totally pisses me off. And I'm sure that that pisses other people off too. So, I don't know. That's Does that sound negative? Oh, no, or they spend, or if, like, Evan spends a lot of time, um, you know, because people always ask for his help. And um, so he'll say, okay, let's work out a plan. So he spends the time to work out a plan, sometimes two, three, maybe even more hours than that. And then they don't even apply it. They don't apply themselves and they don't do it. So he gets irritated. I get irritated because I could have spent that time with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now you're the mentor in that example, right? So right. What so I won't do that to my mentor. If I'm going to ask somebody for something, they're going to give me straight up advice. I'm going to do it. And I'm not only going to do it, I'm going to show them that I did it. Because then it makes them want to do it some more. See, when you're talking to mentors, especially the ones that are super busy, they want to see results, right? And if they're continually, you know, it's like their business. They give you, they do something in their business. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. They're going to cut it. If they do something, that's the same thing as the mentee. You know, they telling them to do something or they're giving them advice on stuff. The person doesn't do it. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of breath. We can just be friends. So I guess the lesson there is if you're a mentee, do, Get it together. Do. You got to do. Right. You got to come through. And, and then, if you're not ready to do, don't ask. Well, also, there's one other thing that's been bugging me lately. Um, so thank so you go ahead for... And, go ahead and Benty. Thank you for giving me... Because I haven't done my journal in a while. So let me, <laughs> let me just do it on the radio. Okay? So the thing that's been bothering me lately is that some people are good at being friends, but they have no understanding whatsoever of how to utilize relationships properly. Give you a good example. Our sponsor is Central Pacific Bank, or one of them are Central Pacific Bank. I am not going to open an account for this company at another bank. That does not make sense. I don't think the sponsor would be happy. It's incongruent. That's like I'm selling Hondas, but I drive a Ford. Doesn't work, right? So the thing is that people need to understand how to look at relationships as not something so much that you're just going to take from. You got to look at it as stuff that you're going to actually be able to give back and reciprocate because otherwise the other person is not going to want to deal with you any longer. If you think about who your best friend is, your best friend is typically the one that always backs you up and you can go to for help, not the one that asks you for stuff every other week. So when you think about that, you've got to start putting it into action, I think. And sounds a lot of people miss it. Sounds like your perspective has really changed and become more confident you know, through, from last year to this year. 
you know, a lot you more, a lot more um, opinion, but solid opinion based on you know good fact and good experience. And maybe I'm just more, uh, more outspoken. Vocal. Well, you know, for Evan, he values relationships, and he's um, always been pretty much like that since I've known him. But relationships is really key in his life, and that's one of the talents that he brings to the table is being able to build relationships and keep the relationships. In most cases, when he doesn't <laughs> his temper, but I mean, yeah, really, he you know he preaches about relationships. Um, one thing that I've noticed, Evan, is that he's very conscious about if somebody's going to give him something, he wants to reciprocate it back, and he wants it always to be a fair deal. Not he doesn't just ask for favors; he figures out a way that he can also reciprocate a favor. And um, so the message here is really. When you're going in to ask somebody to do something, um, whether it's an introduction or help you out with something, figure out a way, even if you can before that or during the meeting, what can you do for them? What can you give to them as well? I think that's great advice. In the world of business, being a mover and shaker is a good thing, but shaky moves don't get the job done when relocating your business. When your company changes address, M. Dyron Sons will work with you to make it a smooth and efficient transition. Sensitive computers, furniture, files, M. Dyer handles all jobs with professionalism. Call 456-4200 for a quote. Moving your office is a good thing with M. Dyer and Sons, your Kama Aina Movers. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide in November and at greatergoodbooks.com. This is Mayor Mufi Hanneman. I think they should listen to this type of programming because you are really allowing your guests to share their life experiences. And I think that everybody is different. Everyone has different philosophies and strategies. And if people want to learn about how other folks have done it and be able to draw upon those experiences, so be it. I mean, to me, this is better than going on the Internet or borrowing a book from a library and reading what so-and-so has done. I mean, you get to... Listen very clearly what someone is saying, and then hopefully try to employ that aspect. You know, and I always say too, don't only learn from my successes, learn from my failures. Don't only learn from my strengths, learn from my weaknesses. Like our tourism industry, I always tell folks that come and go, oh, we want to develop our tourism industry just like Hawaii. I says, you know what? There's also a way not to do it, and there's some mistakes we have made. So learn from our uh, successes as well as our failures. It's like when I decided to go to school on the East Coast. I didn't just talk to people who loved the Ivy League and loved Harvard. I talked to people that hated the East Coast. I talked to people that couldn't wait to get away from the cold. And what that helped me do is that it helped me form a game plan so that when it started to snow, when everybody started to go home for winter, and when uh, there were no Hawaii people around or no friends of Hawaii club or no poi, or no, I knew how to cope with it. I think that's what life is all about. You got to cope with situations. You got to recognize, as I said earlier, not every day is going to be sunny. There's going to be some rainy days. But if you're optimistic enough, if your attitude is positive, you'll make your way through and somehow you'll come through it. What are the pieces of advice that you want to share with the listeners, uh, especially 
after you've heard and interviewed all these people, these great people that are doing great things, if you could summarize it in the top two or three things, you know, each of you, um, what would they be? Why don't we start with you, Evan? I got a very simple advice, very simple advice. If you're not involved in the community, go and get involved now. If you're not taking care of relationships, do it and spend more time with your family and your health. Just find confidence in yourself. A lot of people, I, you know, we bring up the inferiority complex a lot about people in Hawaii, but they have kind of this internal confidence. Just go ahead and try and fake and exude that confidence because you'll learn to, it'll end up being natural. Like, for example, when we first started the show, I talked about, you know, the confidence and for me, it was a little lack of confidence, but I tried to just exude it even though I didn't have it. And as I mentioned earlier, Christine said, you just have to, you just have to have it and people will follow and listen. And through the year with that message in my mind, she was right. And that was really neat. So just for people to find the confidence and just try and exude as much as you can in any type of setting. The other is find out what your passion is and do it. And the last one is the same thing in regards to community. One thing that we've brought up in the past few days is that everyone wants to get involved in the community, but they don't necessarily do it. Businesses want to somehow partner with nonprofit organizations, but they don't know how to do it. So if you're a business owner, start trying to figure out who you can build a relationship with, who you can partner with to give back to the community because there's so many opportunities out there. For the nonprofit organizations, one thing that's like a really key message is make your needs known. Because a lot of businesses, as well as people in the community, don't know what is needed. They just know they're there. What do you need? Make a list, broadcast it, share it so people know. And you know you can get the help and the involvement that is necessary. Okay. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, similar to when you're in school, report card time. So this is our report card time. I want you to each grade yourself, your, your own personal uh, development and the progress of greater good. So, Evan, why don't we start with that? You know, grade yourself. You know, where do you stand personally, you know, on your own? Compared to what, though? Where you were, where you used to be, the guy that you used to be. Uh, a. A. All right, where does this, you know, where... That's an A. Thank you, Thank you. Anytime the teacher gives you an opportunity to give yourself a grade, give yourself an A. So the rest of these <laughs> questions are probably senseless in it. <laughs> I'm going to give myself an A. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think the big question is, when you started this greater good concept to where you are today, fairly rank yourself. <laughs> where do you stand today? On a scale of 1 to 10 or what? Sure, whatever. 1 to 10 is fine, yes. 10 being the highest. I would say it's somewhere probably eight or nine. And the only reason I'm going to say that is because the revenue is not at the level it needs to be at. Everything else is. If I was grading the company and its growth in its, um, you know, in this year or whatever, I would give it a 10. And the reason I would do so is because, you know, Evan leads the company and a lot of our companies in regards to its vision and where it wants to be. And, you know, he asked me recently, I don't know, in the past couple of weeks, he's like, are you surprised how big we are? Did you think it was ever going to be this big? Because, you know, someone just asked him that. I said, yeah. He goes, really? He was surprised. And I said, honey, why are you so surprised? I said, you don't remember talking about all these things? I mean, this was totally planned. Whether he truly believed and I truly believed it could get big this fast, I don't know if we really believed it was going to get big this fast. 
But it was always his vision, and he has a lot more plans of where he wants to take it. So I would grade him. No, I'm just kidding. But our company in general, a 10, um, I can't necessarily say grade him, but he has a great vision, and he also manages our employees that give us that allow us to grow. And on a on a scale yeah. of you know A through F, then where would you rate yourself? In Your development. Well, Evan is my mentor, and he said, whenever you're given the opportunity, you give yourself an A. Um, it, it's, it's always a work in See, progress. Someone's listening. <laughs> you know, it's, that, wasn't that a piece of your advice? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but I think that for both of us, it's always a work in progress. It's hard to grade yourself because it seems like it's an end grade. But I think that I've seen a lot of growth in him and development, and I think he can say the same for me. And I mean, that's pretty much what's been the most enjoyable thing as business partners, as uh, lifelong partners, as well as mother and father and everything we did together. Well, I think it's only Let's fair, say Evan. Is that what grading? <laughs> I'd give her an A. Okay, well then. Well, last question for you, you guys. You think I'm going to give her any lower grade than that, Darren? Come on now. <laughs> How will your business save time and money by more effectively managing finances? Welcome to the Money Minute from Central Pacific Bank. Today we're talking with Gail Ige Young, Vice President of Cash Management. Gail, what have you got for businesses that want to save time and money on their bank deposits? It's called Remote Deposit Central, a new service in Hawaii exclusively from Central Pacific Bank. And how does it work? The Remote Deposit Central check scanner connects to the internet from a PC in your office. You simply place a check in the scanner and it will transmit your deposit directly to your Central Pacific Bank account fast, easily, and securely. And that allows businesses to save time and money? Well, now you don't have to rush to make that deposit before closing. And by making deposits quicker, your business will earn interest on your deposited funds sooner. Plus, the software automatically saves and stores your deposit records, which is a great time saver for your staff. Thanks, Gail. Today's Money Minute is brought to you by Central Pacific Bank, where you'll always find bankers that are fiercely loyal to your business. Central Pacific Bank, member FDIC. You've never watched television like this. Introducing Sony's new XBR Bravia TV. You feel like you're on the field, in a movie, or living the drama. Bravia's advanced, full digital, HD video processing and live color creation backlight system gives you cutting-edge resolution and a powerful performance right in your living room. The Sony XBR Bravia, the only way to watch HD. Your life demands the best Sony like no other. Visit a Sony Hawaii retailer to find out more. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide in November and at greatergoodbooks.com. Hi, this is Kaylee Akina, founder and president of Center for Tomorrow's Leaders. Greater Good Radio are about what's good about Hawaii and what's good about the world. A lot of times people look at our little island state and say, well, we don't have these natural resources. We don't have these industries. We are in the situation we're in, dependent upon imports, beholden to economies that are controlled outside of our state. Our inflation rate is high. Living here is terribly expensive. That's the rant we hear oftentimes. And yet, there are individuals who manage to defy that 
in their own lives and build organizations of great abundance that do good for society, that do good for the business world, good for employees, that do good for those who are in need, such as the homeless. And the reason they're able to do that is that in the midst of all of this so-called bad news, there is good news. And that good news is that there is a greater good. And when you're committed to the highest principles in terms of ethics, the greatest purpose in terms of serving humanity, and you do it well, the opportunities are unlimited. And when I listen to the people whom you interview and hear their stories, it's a testimony over and over again that when you're committed to the greater good, the opportunities are unlimited. So that's what's good about Greater Good Radio with Carrie and Evan Beyond. So, Evan, let me ask you a question. Back when you had the idea of doing Greater Good, you went around the community and you pitched your idea to a lot of people. And mm-hmm. I think initially you got a lot of rejection. Or a lot of you mean to come on the show or what? No, to do the show, to actually put it on the air. You were taking a look at some different venues. Um, you were taking a look at different options. Uh, and I think oh. the one thing that I admired the most about that experience was that you're very, very determined to get it on a very um, prominent network station. And you did it. Because I recall when you were trying to do it, you were pitching it and you were asking for a lot of input. You know, a lot of people said, yeah, I'm not sure if you're going to be able to pull this off. And oh, this yeah, nobody thought we could pull it off, right? Nobody right. thinks. And now we're wondering did. whether we could pull it off. So kind of walk us through that, that experience. Because I think, I think hearing from an entrepreneur standpoint, hearing some of the failures or some of the struggles is as important as hearing the successes. So it's kind of funny how people pigeonhole you deter- right. depending on what you're doing. Did you get down or did you guys, both of you, get your spirit's kind of broken because of some of the initial pushback. Not really. You just. I might got pissed a little bit, but I don't think I got down. And I think so. both of us have pretty thick skin. I mean, since we've pretty much been working together and we have so much faith in each other, knowing what our skills and abilities and talents are, um, we hardly ever get down on rejection. And if Evan gets down, I'll pick we'll him up. Mad. If I get down, he picks me up. And we figure out a plan. We figure out a solution. We don't just sit there and complain about how bad it is. We figure out a plan of how to actually make this work. Because you know what? There's an opportunity out there somewhere. It's just a matter of us finding it. And we're so um, determined that we never give up. Well, plus you figure if someone else can do it, you can do it, right? I mean, it's, it's harder. Granted, it is harder. And yes, we could be more polished and so on. But, I mean, someone else can do it. I can do it. But all, from all the feedback, too, that we get in regards to being more polished or being better or working, making my voice lower or whichever, you know, looking better, we looking work better on it. Looking is not a question for me. You know, we work on it. We, we welcome the feedback, and we, we just try and work and develop as a person and what we do. And, you know, it may be a slow progress, but just as long as you're getting better, I mean, you can't get any worse. It's funny because when you have a clear understanding of what you're doing and what you can do and what you're trying to do, and other people are telling you, Otherwise, if your foundation is pretty set, then it doesn't really matter, right? You go out and people tell you you're crazy or whatever. It's like, whatever. And you know what? After a while, you just prove it and then nobody says anything anymore. You know, cause this it, is interesting because I keep forgetting. Yeah. I forget, you know, and it's, I forget that we've only been doing this thing for two years or less than two years. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because it seems like you know it's been you know. a long time because when you look at it from the outside, too, it's like, wow, this thing has been around for a while. Yeah. yeah. But it hasn't. 
Maybe it's for that first cup of coffee. Maybe it's for the thrill of being there. Maybe it's for the weekend or because you just can't imagine doing anything else. Maybe it's for your kids, your parents, or maybe it's just for you. Whatever you're working for, Monster works for you. And now Monster works together with the Honolulu Star Bulletin and Midweek, which means you'll find more of the kinds of jobs you want right where you want them. Go to starclassifieds.monster.com, post your resume, and find the job that's right for you. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide in November and at greatergoodbooks.com. You know, a couple of years ago, you went to um, a talk here in town where one of the um, speakers had said, in order for you to really gain knowledge, you have to leave Hawaii. No, he said to make it, you got to leave, right? Right. right? right. Weren't you at the same one? Uh, yeah, and that's why I was asking you about that. So I wanted, and at the time, you were very upset about that comment. And you I don't know if I was upset. Well, I think it's just that, oh, yeah, it. I was upset. Because here's the thing. If, if you looked at the crowd that he was talking to, the crowd interpreted it differently than I think he was mentioning it. I understand his point, and his point was, you know, if you're going to build a Google-sized company or so on, this is probably not the area that it's going to come out of. If you look at the public companies that come out of here, they typically have to move out in order to ramp up and scale and so on. That's what I think he was saying. But the way that people were taking it was, well, in order for them to make it anywhere in their life, they got to leave. I don't necessarily think that's true. And is that what the goal of your book and your show, you know, this show is trying to, to do is to kind of people? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Right. Yeah. That's why we highlight Hawaii people it's for Hawaii people. I mean, if other people like it, great. Listen, pay attention. But, you know, this is really about highlighting Hawaii values and so on. So that if we go a little bit farther back and you ask, you know, what are you looking at the next 10 years? And I said, I'm looking at maybe putting together some leadership or that type of focused personal growth focused books. That is where it would be based upon would be Hawaiian and Hawaii-based values and, you know, um, culture and so on in, in a story format to teach that type of thing to other areas. Because anyone who's pretty decent in Hawaii can pretty much go anywhere and get along, get things done, and so on. But it's not the same vice versa. Changing subjects, Carrie, I wanted to ask you, you know, how much more bandwidth do you think you have as a person i mean you have a lot of stuff going on your teacher bubble tea editor makeup artist ah. for the show kids too um you know and you're talking possibly about another one at some point in the future i mean where does where does the bandwidth where do you run out of bandwidth i'm pretty much run out of bandwidth yeah. in regards to god i noticed that i just don't have a memory which is really bad but that's why I said that my goal in the next 10 years is to start passing it off because I have to be able to trust that other people can do it and um, be able to start using my talent elsewhere. Yeah, and, and that's good. Um, you know, definitely, I know family is a big part of your, your lives um, for both of you guys. You know, how much time do you spend on family now, a week? Um, I, I do actually spend quite a bit of time on them because once I pick them up, I'm 100% dedicated to them, unless there's an emergency or something that has to be done urgently. But I mean, I can't even put it to ours because there is no average. Sometimes I can pick them up right after they nap. Sometimes I have to, you know, have a long work day. So 
<laughs> I remember last year you said that there was like one hour a day you would spend on you, right? That was the carry time. I had to change that to much earlier. So yeah, it's still an hour a day and that's like much earlier in the morning. But I've found that I've been able to be a lot more productive in the afternoon. So instead of exercising in the afternoon, I exercise really early in the morning. What are the common characteristics that you hear all of the interviewees say? When you ask them, how did you become successful? What was your path to success? You know, what are the things that they almost always say? Oh, I got a good answer on that, Darren. You need to buy the book. <laughs> it's not available yet. So for those this year. who are waiting, You got to wait. You got to wait. Just got to wait. Yeah, you got to wait. Well, that's it. Uh, this is Darren Kimura, your special guest host. Thank you for joining us today on Greater Good Radio. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. Please join us again for another episode of Greater Good Radio.